This is Channel 253. Move to Tacoma. On this episode of Move to Tacoma. The way that I see housing has changed completely in five yeah. years. Yeah. You know, and, and I no longer, like, I mean, I'm really one of the big drivers of my sabbatical is, like, I really don't understand how to ethically relate to our current system of housing. Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling, and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. We're back. I'm Marguerite, and I want you to move to Tacoma. Move to Tacoma. Move to Tacoma. Move to Tacoma. You'll like it. Move to Tacoma. Move to Tacoma. Move to Tacoma.com. I'm Marguerite, and this is Move to Tacoma. And oh, this is, it's been a while. It has been. I'm here with my friend Eric Hamburg. Hello, Eric. Hello, Marguerite. You got Doug in the back. Good Hello, to see everyone. you, Doug. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. We are re- recording this podcast in the evening because that's how all of our schedules lined up. And I have to admit that... Uh, Recording a podcast in the evening feels kind of weird. Doesn't feel right. Feels very intimate. <laughs> Doug's, Doug's no, garage no, feels very cozy. No wine, unfortunately. <laughs> Just almond roca. So uh, I want to turn it over to you, Eric, because we're going to engage in our tradition of once a year, you interviewing me on the podcast about <laughs> what's going on, which I am so ready to do because it's the end of the day and I want to turn it over to you. So, Marguerite, something I've noticed as the publisher of Channel 253, I haven't heard moved to Tacoma <laughs> recently. What is going on? Yeah. So, um, I have been on sabbatical this year. That sounds nice. Yeah, it is nice. I mean, it's awkward because I'm on sabbatical in Oregon. <gasps> and I did tell all of you to move here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so sabbatical in Oregon. Yeah. Um, but you're still like doing things in Tacoma sometimes and you've got the move to Tacoma site, but just from there? Yeah. So like obviously the move to Tacoma site is alive and well, still creating blog posts and videos for the website. Um, but I've just been kind of resting and, um, rejuvenating after a lot of years of, uh, being really out there. So I come back to Tacoma, you know, regularly for work. Um, I'm still in the real estate industry, still working with Windermere in Tacoma. You get your haircut here, I think. I get my haircut (laughs) here with Karina at uh, the Parkway Modern Salon. I'm up here. I feel like I'm up here every two weeks at the freaking dentist at Brooks Dental. Jamie Brooks is the greatest dentist that has ever lived. And so, yeah, I'm up here getting my roots done and my teeth fixed all the time and working. But, uh, yeah, I'm not technically here because I'm... On sabbatical. Does that mean you could podcast every two weeks? Well, so this is one of the things, uh, you know, before we get into anything else, like I really want to kind of ask permission because I get emails all the time. People are like, so what's the deal with the podcast? Like, where is it? And I'm like, but Channel 253 has all these great episodes. Like, don't worry about me. And they're like, no, like, are you going to do some new episodes? And I actually kind of would like to, but I feel sort of like inauthentic Disingenuous. Yeah, like, is it okay for me to interview people in Tacoma while I'm on sabbatical? Well, I here's are you asking me or? I mean, let's start with you. I mean, I'm asking anybody who's listening. Like, if you're like Marguerite, you know what? No, if you don't have your taxable address right here in Tacoma (laughs) right now, you are not allowed to interview Chris Carnes, which is who I want to interview next, (laughs) or anybody else. Here's here's a question that will help me answer that: Should people still move to Tacoma? Uh, to quote the great Don Lucien, mm. 
uh, I would say Tacoma is the gem of the universe. Well said. Yeah. and Well it's, observed. It's true. Like, I mean, I've been traveling a lot lately, um, doing a bunch of like work traveling. And this is, I mean, this is the best coastal city. Yeah. And people are like, it's not a coast. I'm like, the Puget Sound is saltwater. And it it's works a coast. for me. It's a coast to me. I, like, this is the best place in the world. I don't understand why that's even up for debate. I don't, I don't quite remember the exact quote of this, but it was Ernest Hemingway who said something along the lines of like, you can't write about Paris when you're in Paris. Like, write about mm-hmm. Michigan when you're in Paris and write about Paris when you're in Michigan. And so I have this sense maybe that like maybe you will see Tacoma more clearly if you're not like living in a day to day, like a fish can't see the water, you know. Well, and I think I, it, there are definitely certain topics that I'm not as able to to, to dive into. Like yeah, this I mean, week's news on something, something, yeah, something. Yeah, but fortunately, like this whole little thing we've been doing has grown and Channel 253 has all of those topics covered. And I think when it comes to interviewing interesting people in Tacoma about why they're here and what they're doing – I definitely still have the appetite for that. And I think from the emails I'm getting, you know, people listening also have the appetite for that. You love me. You really love me. Well, I think it's a conversation that that needs to keep going. And I'm open to hearing, yeah, Margaret, we want the conversation, but, you know, maybe have someone else do it. Um, I'm definitely open to hearing that feedback. But in the meantime, I have a few interviews I want to do and, you know— Again, I, I want to hear from people. If, I think I I think you should do it. The okay. the Catholic in me is throwing holy water on you, <laughs> blessing. You this. can hear the, the the Catholic in me like so guilty, <laughs> self flagellating over here. <laughs> it's a lot of Catholic shit on this podcast today. No, I I I miss hearing your voice on the airwaves because I think um, we do have a lot of good things going on channel two five three, but there's a. Um, there's something something missing without Marguerite Martin. Oh, thanks, Aww. Eric. Well, um, I think we've I think we've had our uh, emotional uh, yeah. moment. Um, maybe now you can catch me up on what's been going on in Tacoma this year. So much. <laughs> okay, so it's January 2020. <laughs> yeah, and uh, 2019 was a really interesting year. Actually, in Tacoma, the council changed, so you know we lost some people like Andrew Ibsen and Ryan Mello, but then added new people like John Hines and uh, Christina Walker into mm. those positions. You know, Christina Walker, three-time moved to Tacoma guest. Oh, really? One of my favorite humans. You yeah. know, Tacoma City Council is very fortunate to have someone like her on there. Absolutely. Very, I didn't endorse but I, from afar, but I was right. very excited to see her elected. Right. Yeah. And um, Andrews Ibsen is now a real estate agent in my office. Oh, there you go. And Ryan Mello is running for Pierce County Council. Yeah, Ryan Mello is running for Pierce County Council, which is – so this year is all about – the county races. So right. we've got, uh, you know, some of the county seats, the county executive, now this year the sheriff, and all of that's kind of around the big backdrops of, um, you know, what will happen with I-976 and things like that. But I think— I-976? Uh, did I say that right? I don't know. What is it? The transit one that that uh, tried to cut car tabs again, uh, but then it's held up in the courts. Oh, right. Okay, the one that already passed, but they're trying to— Passed, and then they're trying to remove it. And Tim Iman's running for governor in Oregon. You might not have heard that. I definitely but, heard that, okay, even I, that, there. That one might have gotten across state lines, I figured. <laughs> um, Our shame <laughs> travels far and wide. I think culturally— um, 
one of the things that you saw was Tacoma still wrestling with these really big questions around like what happens when people move to Tacoma and affordability questions and Seattleites questions. Yeah. And, at the, you know, and so that's one of the things that um, I think it wasn't as heated as it was in the previous in the previous years. Maybe we built our way out of it a tiny little bit. Maybe the prices plateaued a little bit. I don't know. Prices are up 9% from 2019 to um, 2020. And what I think is interesting about that, the median home price in Pierce County now is $375,000. And, you know, when I uh, started in real estate or, you know, back in like 2008, the median home price was 276000 So what is it now? Uh, 375. So we're up like 40%. And wow. you, so you think like, oh, well, that's, you know, over 10 years, 12 years, no big deal. Except in the middle, we troughed yeah. big time. And so from that trough in 20, at the end of 2011, I believe, to now, we're up 114%. So it's it's so weird to think like it went down and then it shot way up. Yeah. And the last few years has been kind of intense. But it seems the last few years, it's been about 10% appreciation a year. Wow. But the inventory from last year is down 40%. Interesting. So it's still tight. Um, but it's like I, you're paying attention to the Pierce County real estate market or something. Well, somebody just wrote all of her move to Tacoma housing market blog posts. So the data is fresh in my mind. Um, but one thing that was interesting about that, so we were, you know, like sending out the, you know, we've been posting to Instagram and posting these blog posts and updates and like hearkening back to previous conversations here on the podcast. And, you know, I had a conversation with your father, who works over at Pierce County, Dennis Hamburg, and uh, oh, Mr. Hamburg. That was that a couple, was, couple years ago. It was a couple yeah. years ago, but we repurposed the blog post. We, we repurposed the podcast in the blog post because all of the data that he cites in that interview was so good because his the conversation was basically like, where are we going to put everybody? And it was funny because I'd forgotten a lot of the things we talked about, but one of the things he said was, you know, by 2030, you know, we have to absorb 70,000 more people. And I was like, wait, the median home price is 375 We have 40% fewer houses on the market this year than we had last year. I don't know about you guys. I drive around. I don't see a bunch of new houses being built. And I know we freak out every time anybody puts up an apartment building. But frankly, we're not anywhere close to building enough apartment buildings to absorb 70,000 people. And it's not just Pierce County. It's King County. It's, you know, well, the Oregon 70, the and 70, Idaho. 70,000 people is, King, is Pierce is, County. Yeah, so 70,000 is just us. But also, like, every state in the Northwest yeah. is going through this. So solidarity, it's not just a Tacoma problem. It's an absolutely everywhere problem. Urban areas across the country are going through this. So we can know that we're not alone. And yet it's not – I don't think it's going to get better. Yeah. One of, one of your uh, one of uh, your friends, who's also a city planner, I was at a presentation that he gave, and he was talking about like what Tacoma has to do. Is Taco- this Stephen Atkinson? It is oh, Stephen Atkinson. I hope he's out there somewhere. He, he he gave a presentation that was talking. This was a couple of years ago, but it was talking about like how here's what Tacoma's piece of it is, and he and he put it into uh, units of Proctor Station. He's like, this is how many Proctor stations that would mean that is so to helpful, accommodate Atkinson. that. Okay, so how many Proctor stations did we need? Do you remember? So 
the, to to match our current rate of growth. So Tacoma has this very steady rate of growth until about the year 2000, which is when we run out of basically developable land. And then we plateau for roughly 10 years as it's like, oh, we have to figure this out. And then we start at about that same level of growth again. Mm-hmm. To match what we're supposed to – or that level of growth would add about 100 some odd Proctor stations into the city of Tacoma, which would be, again, I just want to be the guy who says, like, that's, you know, bring it on in general. I think that that's going to be really great for Could our community. Could we put, like, 20 of them at the Tacoma Mall? That's like, what, above the Tacoma that's, Mall? That's uh, – the mall is one of the areas that's supposed to get some of these. The mall region. I don't know about the mall in particular, but the mall region is supposed to get some of these. But we're all, but we're supposed to show the county or the state or the Puget Sound Regional Council people that we can do twice that number. Um, so that we have to show that we actually have the, the growth. Now, we, now, like I've seen the city maps. We, in theory, have the, the space for it. You know what we don't have? What's that? The will. The buy-in. And um, I would like to have a critical conversation with you, Eric. Uh-oh. I'd like to have an uncomfortable conversation. Uh-oh. It's already there. So <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I mean, talking about housing is always super uncomfortable, honestly, when you, st- when you really get down to it. Right. But like – we have to have a community conversation about the way the city is going to change because the, the, we have to make room for this. And there are people that own houses, I'm looking at you, Doug, you know, in communities that are benefiting tremendously from the fact that there's no room. And that there is not enough housing. Because they and, get like $100,000 of equity <laughs> over a few Every years. few years, apparently. Right. You know, like, and, and this is the whole thing is like we need to be able to have like measured, thoughtful conversations about how we're going to include these people. I and, heard a- and And I think that, the, that, you know, there's this whole and, you know, I've. Ever since I made this website and, like, my God, if I could go back in time and change the name to something else, I definitely would. What, what, I apologize what, what, to the what, entire what, city. What would you change it to? I don't know. Like, Tacoma Neighborhood Guide or something. But, yeah, it's you a said content. I liked that. Yeah. I, that, that still could happen. I haven't got the URL, Eric. Shush. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> bleep that. Bleep that. Bleep that. <laughs> but, like, I mean, the issue here is, is who belongs here? Because well, I think there is this conversation that people say like, oh, my neighborhood character, all these new people who shouldn't be here are moving here. And I feel like truly, if you are not a member of the Puyallup tribe, you need to figure out where in your neighborhood you're going to create room for new housing. If if you uh, – I'm going to put it a different way. If you have a sign outside of your house that said all people are welcome here and has a mm. list of all the different people that you're welcoming, you know, refugees and immigrants and yada, 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 but then mm. are unwilling to, like, find housing for them yeah, in be- your neighborhood. Because I think it's pretty clear that the displacement in Tacoma has not been, you know, across the board. Well, it's and- largely people of color. And low-income communities that are being pushed out of so so this Tacoma. gets this gets back to um, what happened in Tacoma this year and and you know that we we were seeing some rising homelessness I think a little bit before you left but it became uh, very visible in a way no in it's, it was it was real visible in when 20, I was yeah here. so so the stability side that they build is a couple years old uh, in 2019 a very large uh, encampment. Uh, 
was at uh, People's Park. Mm-hmm. And so then new regulations were proposed and lots of things were happening in terms of that, how to handle that. And so that was one of those. And and Will James, who's a reporter at KNKX, who actually has a podcast about this called Outsiders. Yes. Um, we'll link to that in the show notes. So that is a really interesting look because he frames it in a way I've never really heard before. He said, traditionally what happens is, is recessions happen and then people end up homeless because like there's no jobs mm-hmm. and then the economy picks up and then homelessness goes down. And he said, look at this bull market that we've been in. Like the economy is better than it's been and yet homelessness is at its worst uh, in all of these ways. And and the reason is that this countercyclical thing, it's all over the West Coast and it is um, affordability Like like so, the, because we're not building enough for, for people to be in their homes. I saw a stack go by on Twitter the other day and I should have stopped – Emailed it to myself, bookmarked it. I'm sorry, you saw what? Uh, like a stat go by oh, okay. on Twitter, and I maybe you'll know what this was, but it was um, from a Seattle reporter talking about how every hundred dollar increase in rent is a fifteen percent rise in homelessness. Wow. Yeah, and that sounds pretty intense. I would love to source that, and if so, if anybody's listening and they know what I'm talking about or have more information, I, I'd love to. That to was look mentioned at that more. in the uh, downtown on the Go, Go forum, which uh, we have that's... the event as a web as a. Uh, we have the audio from that on the yeah. Crossing Division. Yeah, yeah maybe that was where I saw it. But that idea, when you think about that, Tacoma has the fastest rising rents in the country. So that probably explains why, you know, um, my friend Mark Peerboom, who was the CEO of MDC, you know, when I met him in 2011. There were 390 homeless people in Tacoma, people experiencing homelessness. And, you know, now we're over – we just did the point and count. We don't have the number yet, but it's over 4,500, right? Uh, the, I don't think it's that high. You don't think it's that high? I, I think it's more like 450. I think you're off by – I think you added a zero. No. There, I don't know for sure. I don't know for sure. Because, because pretty, there's, there's, no, it is – there are I, more I than, don't think it's 4,500 in Tacoma. That might be county. I – you know what? Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna look into this. We should we should put we'll the, write a blog post put, about put it. Put the fact in the show notes. Whatever yeah. the fact is, we will find the fact, put it in the show notes, and then we'll write we'll write more about it. But my understanding was that it's thousands of homeless people, people experiencing homelessness, yes. in Tacoma and across Pierce County. There, there's um, fifteen hundred people in the 2019 Pierce County point in time count, and that's the most recent one from a few days ago. No, that's 2019. Yeah, because I saw a Twitter update that was like we're already at thirteen hundred on like the first day of the point okay. count. So okay, so it's bad, Eric. It, it's uh, real it is, bad, without a doubt. And uh, I think that that's really been the thing that I've seen a lot of the the issues around this year. That's been the the topic that I hear the most about in a way where it might have been methanol or. Mm-hmm. Um, Something like that before. I really do think that's where a lot of where a lot of that's been going, and of course the Northwest uh, Detention Center, which is still a ever present thorn that uh, that no one's quite figured out how to handle that either. Yeah. So some of the, I mean, some of those things have been being talked about for several years now. Um, I just want to like. I know we have lots of other things to talk about in Tacoma, but when it comes to housing, I you know like. The way your neighborhood is changing and any discomfort you might feel around that and the people you see sleeping in doorways are intimately connected, as is, you know, for homeowners. If you are a homeowner, if you are on the property ladder and you are benefiting, you are benefiting from this crisis, like, please engage in a positive way around finding room for everyone. I heard someone put this in a really interesting context where they talked about, you know, when we talk about, like, in many ways, the... American retirement system is set up on home equity. Yes. And so it's not surprising that if people feel that their home equity is threatened, 
that they would react poorly, let's say. And so 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 there's there's a sense where like if if perhaps the American retirement system was in a whole different place where social security actually could keep you in your home and all of yeah. these things. People might shift their relationship you, with that. You wouldn't have this this fierce nimbyism. Yeah. Because like this is what's supposed to get me through, you know, that kind of mentality can I think I think it's worth this is a charitable way to look at it, but like I think it's worth keeping that in mind that like we have some major I think about this in terms of gentrification. Like if you had better minimum wage and all of these things like maybe you wouldn't have so there's these federal issues that we're seeing local symptoms of and I think you see it expressed in things like this well I mean I can just say personally like I've been a real estate agent for 15 years and this website is almost five years old like my relationship with my career and with the way that I see housing has changed completely in five years yeah you know and and I no longer like I mean, I'm really one of the big drivers of my sabbatical is like I really don't understand how to ethically relate to our current system of housing. And so like what you just said, like very like we just need to like find other ways to support people. So all of their retirement is not in their home. And it's like, well, do you have any idea how much lobbying money goes into making sure that we are completely dependent on our home equity? And like, you know, like (laughs) the whole system is really designed this way and it's not designed to take care of everyone. And I think that's the thing that for those of us who had parents who owned homes and then we, you know, we buy our home and we think that's just how it is. It's not how it is for half the world or half the half the city, half half the country, you know, and the wealth that we gain by having access to home ownership is incredible. But it's also not anything close to equitable. Yeah. This is Nate Bowling, Alaska Air MVP and host of the Nerd Farmer podcast. There are three places I call home right now. The first is Tacoma, OBS. The second is Abu Dhabi, where I'm teaching for the next two years. And the third place I feel like home is on board an Alaska Airlines flight, sipping on Northwest beer and watching free movies. When you spend as much time on an airplane as I do, you come to appreciate the finer things that Alaska Airlines provides. It's because at Alaska, customer service comes first. I see it in all the little details that make the experience of flying better. Free messaging and free movies on select flights, and of course, that signature fruit and cheese plate. When I fly, I don't even look at the travel sites. I go straight to alaskaair.com and book. Thank you, Alaska Airlines, for your longtime support of Channel 253. What else do you want to know about Tacoma? Well, okay, so I saw your park is happening. Talk to me about the park. Dune Peninsula is open and beautiful. Wonderful. And it is an amazing place with slides and dune-related art and gorgeous fields that, like, look right out Mm. onto the— It's going to be a great concert venue. Mm. You just feel like you're sitting in the middle of Puget Sound. It's it's really cool. I have been out there. I haven't been over the bridge yet, but I have been out and hung out a couple of times in the park near the Yacht Club, and it's just stunning. You know, someone uh, reached out to me about the bridge, and it added—it helped their their bike commute because they were, like— they lived in in the North End, like in the 40s somewhere, Mm -hmm. and all they had to do was get— get to the park and then they go over the bridge and it's at an ADA slope so you've got this really gentle either oh, climb or descent yeah. and you and then that puts you on to the water walk which puts you to Ruston Way mm-hmm. and suddenly you can be downtown and like that's a really really nice and a pleasant way to start your day and a pleasant day. way to start the day is biking <laughs> that route so I was really 
I liked hearing that a lot. Uh, so, yeah, Dune Peninsula, really cool. And I will just say, I believe that the Dune movie comes out it does. this year. Uh, Den- the Den- Den- you, you Denise might... Villeneuve. Yes, who directed Arrival and Blade Runner 2049 is doing I am doing so Dune. excited, Eric. And So uh, I want to give you full credit as the person who encouraged me to read Dune, okay. which I did do in uh, June of 2016. And... I'm super hyped for this movie. Yeah. I'm going to have day one tickets. Yeah. I mean, you've got a great director. Timothy Chalamet is going to be uh, Maudib. That's super exciting. The only thing that worries me is that they're, like, not doing the whole book. Well, That's what I hear. Is like I, it's That's because he's going to do more. Well, I have to believe. But, you know, I don't know. I don't, I, 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 that's the only part that worries me. I, they're still keeping some of the key casting choices close to the vest. Ooh, which interesting. I think it's super juicy. Anyway. Interesting. That's... Yeah, Dune Peninsula is, is, is really, really cool. And it will be the site of uh, – so so the what it used to be called Freedom Fair is shifting north mm. slightly. So instead of being, let's say, uh, Old Town-centric yeah. and then a little bit north of Ruston Way, it will be a little bit of Ruston Way and then Dune Peninsula. Wonderful. So it's so there's some hand wringing around that because it feels like there there's some commentary that like now all the rich people get it. Although of course the people in Old Town were plenty rich too. I was going to say it has one of the highest median home um, prices you would know. of any I'm, county I'm sure. in. I mean any neighborhood right. in the county. Yeah. The what what I'm hearing is Ruston's is actually lower than Old Town. So so don't 100 percent quote me on this, but I'm hearing that that you should still be able to see the fireworks from kind of all the same places you did before. Mm. Um, and I mean, fireworks go pretty high. They do go pretty high. And hopefully some of those restaurants along there will be open because they they will have car access where they didn't before. Nice. And so some of them did close during Freedom Fair. And so oh. hopefully they'll actually be open. So it'll be interesting to see. I don't know what it'll be like when it actually happens, but that's one of the things that's also happening this summer, Dune Peninsula. What else are you most excited for going into 2020? I mean, it's really hard to top that giant inflatable duck that we had floating oh, the in the port of Tacoma a few years ago. But, like, is there anything juicy like that coming along? You know, I don't know for sure. I'm definitely following along uh, on the politics side. Um, I do – there was something – oh, I just had something. Everything stops. On. It's an election. It's a presidential election year. Oh, we man. got drama local to the nationals. You're saying, like, we don't get any ducks this year. We always have to, like, get down. <laughs> Do the work. <laughs> no ducks for you. Everybody needs to doorbell. <laughs> um, no, I don't know in, in particular if, if there's any big events or anything like that that's that's coming up. But, um, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, there is also, when I think about the election, I think I saw that Tacoma Public Schools is looking for some funding. Yeah, I don't know when this episode's actually going to get out, but I think that's February 11th that okay. they have a new ballot measure. Well, hopefully it'll um, be out before February 11th. And if so, let's get let's get Oakland taken care of. Let's get them some funding. There's uh, there's a lot of schools that still need still need those the new buildings that are need earthquake retrofitting or whole new buildings or whatever it is. So well, I think that's Tacomans a big one coming up. Have been doing right by the school district as far as funding levies, and I think that's paying off for us as far as like perception of how well our schools are doing and actual. Yeah, my kids are in a new school this year after being uh, at a temporary site for the past year and a half, and that's really cool to see. Are you proud and excited to have your children educated in Tacoma Public Schools, Eric? Yeah, it's really nice. It's really <laughs> great. That's awesome. I really like it. I, w- I-, I was a product of Catholic school, so it's uh, <laughs> my-, my first experience, and I'm enjoying it a lot. That's awesome. Yeah. Are you interviewing me now? Did we switch? I guess we did. <laughs> I'm way out of practice. There's, you know, uh, there's a lot of restaurants that have opened in the last year. Catch me up. 
Uh, oh, Doug, I might need your help on some of this here. <laughs> I don't eat. You don't eat. Okay. Um, it feels like there, there's cactus just and Proctor. New, new places opening up. That's a great example. There's yeah. there's places like Cactus and Proctor um, where you walk in and it's like, holy cow, this is a really nice restaurant. And am I in Bellevue or am I in Tacoma? Cactus seems to do this thing where I like to ask you if, you're, if this is your first time. And I'm pretty sure that the, because I've had several people say this, if you say yes, you get free flan. <laughs> What? All pretty right, that's sure. A, that's a uh, pro tip for you, Tacoma. Uh, pretty sure. Free flan for everyone. So there's uh, there's definitely quite a, a dining a dining boom. Um, a lot of it is Seattle restaurateurs coming down. Yeah. Um, it seems uh, there seemed like maybe some of the breweries are hurting a little bit. Mm-hmm. You saw some closures with like Harmon, Pacific Brewing. But Morgan so, over at Tacoma Brewing is adding apple cider, so oh, how really? bad could it be? Is he really? So The uh, greats will still find a way. Okay. So those are uh, – maybe those were a little oversaturated. Don't know for sure. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so hopefully that's sorting itself out as well. How about the Link Light Rail expansion? I feel like every time I come back home to visit, I feel like a little bit of a fool turning down the wrong road that is suddenly closed for construction. I feel like a fool turning down the wrong road okay. that suddenly because because they're doing work on this intersection for two weeks and then that intersection and it feels like they're going back. It, well, I think it's a pretty safe bet that if you um, if it's you know January, February, March, twenty twenty, and you're listening to this, please go to Stadium and and Hilltop. And Hilltop and support those local businesses and because, you know, it's a little bit more of a pain to get there while they're tearing up the streets. But those business owners can really use your patronage. So some of them have reacted um, in ways like like uh, the harvester is closing at like three. They might not be doing that anymore. Don't mm-hmm. you know, but I but like just have a breakfast or a lunch kind of thing. Yeah. Like like they're trying once once everything's done, it's going to really be great. And there's going to be a lot more people who are using all of that stuff. But the the, the process of getting there. Well, and I think really for all of us, like, it's an extra step to pick up the phone and double check the hours or make sure that they're open or whatever. But I think that it's just a really yeah. worthwhile get, thing. Get to, get to Red Elm. No one's having any trouble getting to Tacoma Baking Com- Company, <laughs> yeah! judging by the Instagram. Oh, my gosh. So. I got, like, direct text messages with photographs of various baked goods. I'm like, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no one's having any trouble going there. So do that, but for the other businesses. Yes. That's what I would ask. Yes. Well, Doug, hey, is there anything that uh, we're not talking about that you want to make sure we talk about? Like, thinking about last year, thinking about this year? Just you returning to the mic. Oh, Get the band back together again, Doug. That's my dream. Doug's LP is dropping this year. That is correct. Oh, yeah. wow. We're, we're willing to, to put that out? I'm willing to put that out there, yeah. Okay. No no launch Six, date yet? 16-song original rock opera. Are you going to have an awesome like, double launch LP. party? It's a double LP. Um, there'll be something. There'll be, there'll there'll be, like be an event. Concert. Well, I think I think Channel 253 will make sure to keep people in, in the loop about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that you've cool been thing. working on this for a couple of years. Longer. Co- I mean, like, a, like your life, but um, like really in earnest for the last couple of years. 30, depending on how you look at it. Wow. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. It's Do you know what the, can you tell us what the title of your LP is? It's called Marry Me, M-A-R-Y, Mary, person's name, uh, comma, me, Marry Me. Mm. I'm intrigued. Very excited. And um, I discovered as I go along, it is pretty much about toxic masculinity. Yes. So Doug, it has got some this is a rock difficult, opera difficult things and then some soaring redemptive things as well. 
Well, for anyone that hasn't had the opportunity to see Doug's band, Mr. Blackwatch, play, I, I highly recommend checking them out at the Spar. It seems to be their, their golden zone That's there. That's where we tend to hang. Doug has Thank the voice of an angel. Have you seen Doug play? I have seen Doug play. He's got Voice of an angel. Voice Just like of you an said. angel. You saw Sammy intimately at Peaks and Pints because we did a uh, show there together. Aww. That was an interesting, it was it was the Doug and Eric double act where he would play and then I would talk about Dune Peninsula <laughs> and then he would play and then I would talk more about Dune Peninsula. I've never been to an event quite like that one, but That's thank amazing. you, Ron Swarner, for a very <laughs> fun evening. Thank you, Ron, and thank you for the you shout guys get out. The cool stuff. Ms. Zam. Yeah. All right. Well, I really would like to hear um, any thoughts anybody has about um, if you if I have your blessing to continue interviewing from sabbatical. And um, if I do, like you have any uh, guests that you want me to yeah. hear, you know, if you want me to dig on any further on any topics that we've glassed over today or that we've revealed, we have absolutely no idea. <laughs> you probably don't know either. Or maybe you do and you want to come on. So. There's a contact form on MoveToTacoma.com, and I'd love to know kind of what you think about all this. And, yeah, I think um, with your blessing, we'll dive in and talk to some people this winter. Welcome back to the pod, Marguerite. Oh, thanks, Eric. Want to learn more about life in Tacoma? Visit MoveToTacoma.com. Episode title, Tacoma, it's me, not you, or something like that. You know, that was actually in the NPR interview, and they edited it out. Uh. <laughs> Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling, and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. Move to Tacoma as part of the Channel 253 network. Check out our other shows. Nerd Farmer, Interchangeable White Ladies, Citizen Tacoma, Crossing Division, We Are Tacoma, Flounders B Team, and What Say You? This is Channel 253.